everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, just as Christmas is almost here, we are finally closing in on the Easter story. (laughs) We have our (laughs) holidays a little bit mixed up here on the podcast, but we are reading today Mark 11 and John 12, and in the wise words of Jenny, she says we are closing in on the slaughter. <laughs> Yikes, that's not what I said. I, I was thinking more or less like like animals that are like raised for slaughter. I said that we're not necessarily as close to the raising part as we are the slaughter part. Uh, because as we all know, Jesus was crucified when he died. And at this point, all of, like, I mean, I'm sure he sees all of the signs happening. He knows that the time is coming. Uh, Certain things, for instance, there's a lot of prophecy being fulfilled um, when Jesus comes riding on the donkey. Uh, There's also prophecy fulfilled when Jesus is, he's literally given sign after sign. And there are people, namely Pharisees and um, the scribes and what was the other one? Pharisees, scribes, and one other from... It's like the authorities and stuff. Yeah, from John 12 specifically that I was reading today. Um, that they will not believe. Their hearts will be hardened. Their eyes will be blind. And they will not come to know Jesus or accept Jesus as who he is. So Jesus is very aware of these things. Like prophecy after prophecy is being fulfilled uh, he comes in on the donkey. He's like, he has his feet washed by Mary um, and tells her, you know, save the rest of that for my burial. Yeah. Like what? All this stuff is just, it's all coming to fruition. It's getting more and more clear what's going on. And he's mm-hmm. he is being more and more open about it. There's a couple of things that stick out to me from John 12. The first thing, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the Lazarus story that gets missed a lot. Uh, Mary and Martha apparently gave a dinner either for Jesus or for Lazarus. It seems like maybe it's for Jesus, um, but Lazarus and Jesus are kind of like the featured guests. And it's pretty cool. Like the last time we saw Lazarus, he was dead Mm -hmm. and he had like grave clothes wrapped around his eyes and stuff. Now we see him and he's just reclining at the table eating dinner with Jesus. Super weird. It's pretty wild. Um, That's chapter 12, verse 2, but then you get a little bit of a window into what's going on with the Pharisees at this point. If you look at verse 10, it said, so the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. And I think this is a, a really compelling verse and a really important detail, because here you have a person that has been so impacted by Jesus that literally looking at the life of Lazarus proves the divinity of Jesus. Looking mm-hmm. at the life of Lazarus proves the authority of Jesus. And we're not necessarily in the same boat. We definitely are in the same boat spiritually. Um, maybe you have been physically raised from the dead by Jesus, but I, I don't know anyone that has been. Uh, but what's cool is that when people look at Lazarus, they are reminded of how great Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And this is literally, I think, what God intends for our lives as believers, that if people are offended by Jesus, that's what the Pharisees were. They were very frustrated and very upset with Jesus. They were then by, by extent or whatever, by extension, 
very frustrated and upset with Lazarus because every time people saw Lazarus, they believed even more in Jesus. So now we find out that the Pharisees' plan is not only to kill Jesus, it's also to kill Lazarus. Yeah, and I think there was something else. I feel like that was maybe in Mark chapter 11. Is that right? When you read, there was another instance where they were trying to not capture him, but they were like trying to, they were trying to get him. And because they're asking about the baptism of John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen this in some of the other gospels too, the same story. But basically... When that happens, Jesus is just like, well, listen, I'll tell you who sent me if you're going to tell me, like, the significance of, of – was it the significance of John's Yeah, we haven't, we haven't paid much attention to that particular story. Basically, the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they confront Jesus, and they want to know with what authority he's doing the things that he's doing, which he's been very clear about. He's He's said this multiple times. And so Jesus – kind of sensing what they're up to. He says, hey, I have a question for you. Uh, on whose authority was John's baptism? Was it of God's authority or was it of man's authority? And you get this glimpse into their thought process. Like they can't they can't answer either because either one presents them like a, a delicate position. And all they care about is authority for themselves. All they care about is position for themselves. And so they actually just choose not to even answer the question and go away. Well, yeah, because it says that if they say from heaven, then it's going to be like, they'll look really dumb because Jesus would say to them, well, why don't you believe it then? Yep. And on the opposite, if it was from man, they were afraid that people would be really upset because they really believed in John. And it's so interesting how this is very much like, it's so politically driven Uh because they want all of the power, like, when did it actually stop becoming a God thing for them? Because, like, it's so masked because they're, like, the leading people of the of the Jewish belief system. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say that, but, like, they are the top-notch, top-tier people, and yet they're super concerned about politics or political standings. Like, when did this, the part of, like, caring about God God, stop. When did their spiritual life suffer on behalf of their own personal yeah, authority? Yeah, and I think we see that a lot today, too. Like, for us specifically, like, we've been called a Christian nation. I think that gets super, super overused and masked for a lot of things. I think there's a lot of unfortunate conflict today all in the name of, like, spiritual things. And it's just all sin and violence. So, I don't know. It's kind of, like, it's it's a bummer to know that this pretty much existed always. Um, but it's really coming out in this instance, specifically in this story with all of this criticism he's getting, but also no answer from them either. It's interesting because it has existed throughout the history of God working in his people. I think of King Saul. King Saul quickly, I mean, King Saul is a long time ago, mm-hmm. like in context of what we're reading. Yeah. And King Saul gives up everything following God, doing God's will in favor of his own kingdom and his own wants and his own desires. And so Saul sets off like this path of just really crooked and really um, greedy and just nasty, self-seeking, self-seeking, selfish leadership 
that is ignoring the will of God in favor of themselves. So the, the Pharisees here have a long line of people in their, in their ancestry uh, that have fallen into this before, and we continue to follow into this today. So we need to be really careful about it. It is a very helpful cautionary tale um, not to be out for our own selves, but instead to make sure we're focused on God's kingdom. At the end of John chapter 12, uh, there's two small details that I feel like are pretty easy to skip, and I'm not sure that I hear a lot about them. One is a voice comes from heaven. Basically, mm-hmm. God speaks from heaven and says, this is in verse 28, 29. The crowd stood there and heard it said that it had thunders. Others said an angel had spoken to him. And basically, this voice had said, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. Uh, you can go read it for yourself, but it's basically... God speaking from heaven, um, confirming that Jesus is his son and Jesus is doing his will. And then another kind of small detail that's kind of a big deal that gets missed a lot. In verse 42, this is the coming in on the end of John chapter 12, says, Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, meaning Jesus, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. This is in that line I've been kind of pulling this thread the whole way through the story. Not all the Pharisees hated Jesus. There were very many people who believed that he was who he said he was. And that is something new that I'm noticing, or maybe it's something new I'm being reminded of, um, that it wasn't the whole world against Jesus. There were people that understood what the what the text said. They understood what God had already revealed, and they believed that Jesus was who he said he was. And then at the same time, there was a, another group of people who had incredibly hard hearts and didn't want to know or recognize who Jesus was. So I guess for your part today, it's really thinking about, um, again, I often say this, but like discerning deception, especially in um, the area where I feel like politics and faith can cross over into each other. Um, and I think it's really easy to be deceived these days, especially with a lot of people who represent or say they represent God and his mission. And it's pretty obvious from the things that they say or the words that they speak that it is driven by other motivations. So just be really careful, especially in a world today where you're just getting a lot of information thrown in your face and thrown in your way, um, sometimes in the name of God or in the name of Jesus. Just remember again to turn to God's word. Um, Look at the examples of Jesus' teaching that he experienced, that he gave himself um, when coming into uh, conflict with some of these voices that were out there that really were using their positions of power to try to sway the people for their own good. So um, just remember that today, especially in this crazy world we live in. Um, Really just go back to God's word, look to him for direction, um, be careful and discern deception of the massive pools of deception around us today. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to God's plan. Your part. Don't forget. It is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day uh, or go and find it in the Bible and read it yourself. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. Mark chapter 11. 
Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not yet the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it, and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then do you not believe him? But shall we say from man, they were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. John chapter 12 Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. 
But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for three hundred denarii, or given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only to account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on the account of him many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things about him that had been written and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The only reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone, and if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will be my servant also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in that light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, 
lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into this world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.